John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltika Ed. This is the High Gain Podcast. The High Gain Podcast is here for you. I think I came in a little hot. I saw the level just like spike when I yelled, hey. That's okay. You do that every week. <laughs> and then I remind you every week, and then you do it again anyway. Yeah, this time, like, I, I saw the big red line and yeah. felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we going to talk about today, John? Oh, man. We're going to talk about guitars, Ed. Yeah, I see that guitar you're holding. And uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I see it. It's a guitar. I'm glad you don't tie your feelings about guitars abnormally close to moral judgments about me as a person. No, I don't feel like you had a lot to do with the making of this thing. You are just holding it. You are not responsible for this thing outside of the fact that it's now in my presence. You want to hold it? No. I suppose there's a chance I could pick it up and just go like, oh my gosh. We will, of course, get into it. Sure. But it is a set neck. Does that matter? Sure. In the plus column, I feel like set neck is always a nice thing. Okay. But then you flipped it over to show me that, and it's like, why are the strap locks on the back of the guitar? I hate that. Hate it. Both of them. Both strap locks are straight up on the back, sticking out. That's terrible. Isn't it? Isn't that terrible? It's got two humbuckers. (laughs) There's Seymour Duncan's. (laughs) It's got big block inlays. That can be cool. And look, they're parallelograms. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's got binding all over the place. Not into it. Damn it. It's cool because it's got that stop tail bridge. Uh Uh-huh. But then... The Silver Star? Yeah. It's either a sheriff's badge or the devil. Where are we recording, John? Where? Yeah. We are in the basement in West Seattle again. Beautiful West Seattle. It's a lovely day. I walked up. It is a lovely day. I might walk out to the market. Yeah. Grab some produce or something. As we record this, it is the day after the big old garage sale at Uncle Frank's. Oh my gosh. Do you have some news, Ed? Did you get something at the garage sale at thunderroadguitars.com? 
this last month has been rough on Mr. Ed Peterson. <laughs> Actually amazing. It's been great. Yesterday, I got a 1974 Fender Telecaster at the garage sale. It's a guitar that's been in that shop for a while, for a long time. But I had told a ton of people that it was my favorite Fender in the shop. There were guitars that were four times as much. I wanted that Telecaster. Yeah, sometimes they speak to you, and this one is super duper smoked out. Yep. <laughs> like it lived in a bar. Yeah. There was a guitar that they had at Uncle Frank's three or four years ago now. Yes. Really close to this thing. It was a Fender Telecaster, and uh, it had the same deal where obviously it had spent years in a bar. Yeah. Covered in smoke. You know, when you pulled the ashtray cover on uh -huh. the guitar, you could see the original color. <laughs> And I regretted not buying that guitar, and this is the closest thing to that guitar that I've seen. So I bought it. Why not? What about you? Oh, I got an all-tube combo amp, an orange Rocker 15. For those not familiar, yeah, it goes from 15 watts yeah. all the way down to one half watt. So good. I was intrigued by that, so that's what I got. My biggest pandemic realization, uh -huh. I just want stuff quieter. Yeah. 50 watts into a 412 is not real neighborly. Maybe not. Beth, I hear you calling, but I can't come home right now. Beverages. Beverages in. Ah. Uh. <laughs> in a catalog of songs I do not care for, uh -huh. that is my favorite of the songs I don't like. Really? Oh, absolutely. That's the best Kiss song, in my humble opinion. That is 1976. The Cat. That's Peter Chris belting it. There's some controversy there. That song is their best-selling and best-charting song. Is that true? That is true. Oh. So, of course, the cat yeah. is like, I wrote that song. What do you think of that? Yeah. There were co-songwriters on that. Actual people who know how to write songs. Oh. So the other dudes in Kiss over the years have said, you didn't write that fucking song. If you wrote one smash hit, then why didn't you write two? And then the cat is like, they're just jealous because they didn't write a smash hit. Right. Like I did. Yeah. Who's to know? So are the co-writers on it Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons? Uh-uh. Oh. Other dudes. Not in Kiss Dudes. Right. Oh, okay. Should we talk about beverages before we go down the Kiss hole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you got there, Ed? I see that you brought some juice. Yeah. 
This week, I made specifically a juice without any beet in it because John has been freaked out. Beets taste like fucking dirt. Yeah, that. John's freaked out by the dirt flavor. So I made something today that's not red, not beet infused, uh-huh. and it's just a little surprise. So why don't you hit that? Okay, hit it. There's some ginger in there. Yeah. There might be some pepper in there. Yeah. Orange, maybe? Grapefruit. I like that. Yeah. Grapefruit with the kick. Yeah, exactly. Is there kale and whatnot? This is about half a pound of kale, two large carrots, two apples, kind of medium-sized apples. Oh, I can taste the apples. Yep. There's two grapefruit, a fairly large hunk of ginger, and a jalapeno. If you are here to tell the story, yeah, then I guess you didn't aerosolize into your whole kitchen. I dropped the pepper and the ginger into the hopper at the same time, and whew, the room was hot. It was a real hot boy. I gotta know something. Yeah. Are the dogs around when you're doing this, and how do they react to the aerosolized pepper? I've learned to keep the back door open. <laughs> so all they can the, escape? All the windows and the doors are open. So we can evacuate the kitchen. I'm surprised that that little tip, mm-hmm. that little juice hack, isn't available online in the juicing community FAQ. About leaving your doors open? I've been experimenting, John. The first time I dropped a pepper in, uh-huh. window shut, door shut, barely made it out alive. Yep. But now I've learned. There you go. Yeah. What else you got there, Ed? I looked in your cupboard and there was a crow mug. It's a mug with a crow on it. Yeah. So I had to make some coffee and put it in a crow mug. I have a locally made Jones cane sugar soda. Oh, that's great. This particular flavor is strawberry lime. Yeah. They've been doing this since 1996. South Hanford Street. Viewers, that's, you know, in Seattle somewhere. Yeah. Yes, a lovely strawberry lime soda. Yep. Of course, I have black coffee. Yeah. And a little bit of Ed's juice. Yeah. Yeah. Ed, this is a silver tone guitar. Which is pretty shocking. If I didn't see the name on the headstock, I would not believe that was a silver tone. Not only is it a silver tone, it is a PSSN2 Sovereign Pro. PSS, Paul Stanley Signature? Uh-huh. Hey. Yeah, N2, which is, I don't know what. Knucklehead. Knucklehead 2? Yeah. Paul Stanley, member of KISS. Yeah. Had a star over his right eye. His character was not the cat. No. Star child. These guys are goofy doofuses. (laughs) Oh, we're so scary with our 10-inch heel shoes. No, you just look like short assholes. And, you know, history kicks you. It catches up to you. Yeah? Paul Stanley is staring down the barrel of a third hip replacement. Oh, no. Which he credits to all those years in massive platform shoes. Huh. Wrecked his hips. Well, get wrecked, dummy. What are you going to do? Not wear those. Well, Paul Stanley throughout the years has lent his name to a lot of different guitars from multiple manufacturers, but I found myself curious as to how and why the Silvertone thing happened. Silvertone made metal guitars? I just didn't even know that. Had no idea they went down this path. I'll give you the quick recap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know that Silvertone was established as a house brand by and for Sears. Right. In 1915. (laughs) They started out with hand-cranked phonographs. Yeah. 
and they use that on various sundry electrical things leading up to and including my lips are burning yeah yeah you can't take the heat well i mean i can take it this juice is delicious but my lips are turning red i can tell okay so they made lots of stuff yeah uh but in 72 sears discontinued the silvertone brand of that year the spring sears catalog was the last time you would see anything in it that said silvertone okay this maybe i didn't know the trade name silvertone lapsed or maybe sears just abandoned it yeah so samick picked it up huh they picked it up in 2001 can you imagine nobody used that name from 1972 to 2001 that's crazy how could somebody not have been like oh shit we should buy silvertone yeah how did nobody lock that down the guitar in amp the case had the amp in it i feel like there was a really big resurgence in popularity in the 90s i want to say maybe it was just enough for people like dan electro uh, to just be like well we make stuff that looks like that why do we need the name yeah i guess well around the time the brand itself was abandoned our man Stanley Burt Eisen decides once and for all that he's just going to change his name legally. In 1974, he does. And from that time forward, which would just be Paul Stanley. Got it. Okay, cool. That's when Kiss's debut album comes out in 74. Coincidence? Maybe not. I'm painting a picture of two trains at opposite ends. Coming together. They're coming together a little bit. Oh my God, I feel it. Yeah. Okay. By 1978, Kiss is super duper famous. Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, why would they bother with, oh, you didn't write that song? It's so petty. Uh Uh-huh. You hear about this thing where, like, the people in the band just can't sit in the room together because they hate each other so fucking much. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. Gets in my crop. You told me we were doing this guitar, so I watched Gene Simmons (laughs) interviews, and I hate that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Also that. I think I'm on team Paul Stanley and probably Peter Chris. Peter Chris is like an outlier. The unknown. Exactly. Well, in the midst of this popularity, it's no wonder that companies come calling and they want you to play their guitars. Sure. A practice in the 70s apparently was, company sends you a bunch of guitars hey, play this guitar on stage and we'll take a bunch of pictures that we can use in advertisements. And so bands would get up and play miscellaneous guitar for one song and then out comes the advertisement. Hey, look what this band is playing. So as far as that's concerned, Paul Stanley can be seen playing Epiphones. He can be seen playing those Japanese Grecos. Sure. And soon enough, this would lead to him actually designing guitars with manufacturers in 78 it begins with ibanez you're familiar with the Iceman. love it i think that is a very cool guitar in a way that i think this is a very dumb guitar and that Iceman might be the most collaborative thing he did yeah i think the designers at ibanez were young enough the company was new enough in terms of rock music they were totally into trying stuff yep and so that guitar i think has become pretty iconic that shape yeah In some form or another, that Iceman has been made ever since. We did one. We did. Yep. Around 1998, he strikes a bargain with Washburn. Okay. 
And for 10 years or so, they come out with multiple Paul Stanley signature models until he gets bored of that, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe he's just sitting back collecting checks. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. All of those guitars you just described and this guitar, uh-huh. <laughs> it very much fits into the world of Kiss. If Kiss is your jam, and God bless you if Kiss is your jam, I think that's great. This guitar is probably for you because it looks like a guitar a dude in Kiss would play. Yeah. It is a little on the heavier side. Maybe it's the mirrors. Yeah, the truss rod cover and the pickguard are mirrorized. Right. And that polished Sheriff Star devilly thing. With the signature. Has Paul Stanley's signature engraved in it. That's got to be priceless. Very classy. You can't pay for that. No. If I were a guitar player in a band and any random guitar company said, hey, we want to give you a guitar. Yeah, send me a guitar. Yes, of course I want that. How shilly do you have to be? Hey, you want to hear something cool? Yeah, what? What do you got? Hit that. Ooh. That's some reverb. Uh Uh-huh. You want to hear something else? Yeah. I think you could play some My Bloody Valentine right now. If we knew how to do that. It brought a pedal. This is a recovery effects gallows in the morning. Ooh. Yeah. What do they build this as? Gallows in the Morning is a double overdrive and haunting reverb in one pedal. I feel like you can get some of that My Bloody Valentine kind of drenched reverb. Drench me. Hit some chord kind of thing. What do you think of that? What are the knobs and what do they say? So we've got clean and dirty. Uh Uh-huh. And then we have a volume. Yes. And a reverb. There's also a switch where you can go from bold to brazen. And what am I on right now? Right now, you are dimed reverb Uh with pretty heavy distortion and clean. And we're in the brazen mode. Ooh. Bold is overdrive, and brazen is distortion. And it's got a really cool, like... Jewel light? Jewel light, yeah. Amber. And the case on this is like an army green. Why is the case on that army green, Ed? Because it's a special edition they did for the third anniversary of the High Gain podcast, as well as the 10th anniversary of Thunder Road Guitars. So that's the announcement, everybody. Yeah. Because it's our anniversary. Yeah. And it's Uncle Frank's anniversary. Our good friends over there at Recovery Effects yep. made a limited edition pedal. There are not a whole lot of these out there. Total, only 15. That's not a lot. If you want one of these, this Friday at 10 a.m., that's July 16th, go to ThunderRoadGuitars.com yep. or the High Gain Reverb Shop. Sure, buy it. Why not? 
we'll throw a link out there on the Instagrams and whatnot. If you're listening to this, you've probably already seen the pictures we put up in the future times. Yep. And you're stoked. Oh, crap. I got to have that pedal. Yeah. I can't wait till Friday at 10 a.m. Right. I found a couple of settings that I think are cool. One setting that I think is cool on this is everything off except reverb. And I've got reverb dimed. Yeah. It just kills your attack completely. If you are playing in that kind of shoegazy thing, Ooh, shoegazy. put this at the beginning of your chain and like your attack is just gone. If I do this, yeah, slowly bring in some dirt. That's pretty cool. You can dial in the clean and the dirty independently. Here's reverb all the way down and then the distortion side all the way up. Yeah. Dial in some reverb. Listen to that. That's nice. Hell yeah. And then there's an overdrive on the dirty side. Bang on that. Sounds like the cars. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Gallows in the morning. Distorted reverb. That's kind of my jam. Yeah. I don't picture the guys in Kiss being the biggest distorted reverby. Well, Peter Chris, maybe he was into it. Yeah, the cat likes it. Oh, he loves it. That's a pedal. <laughs> Just this morning, we got a request. Ooh. We got a mail to the old high gain boys. Uh huh. And it was for a company that wants us to advertise. Um, manscaping i guess in the groinal region yeah yeah it, it's <laughs> a company that does you know kits to help you with your private areas <laughs> a whole kit a kit yeah they've got a whole deal that they want us to promote there's various tools it looked like well you gotta have tools blades blades down there yeah i don't know maybe that's cool so buy a recovery effects pedal and maybe you don't have to hear about this stuff anymore yeah dudes from kiss you've got a product that you want pitched you want shills go to the guys from kiss because they'll do it yeah all right yep in 2001 as we say samic music corporation buys the rights to the silvertone name yep and then in 2003 paul stanley becomes one of their endorsers via these sovereign models there were three or four or five or six or i don't know <laughs> Right. They are made out of agathis. I don't know what that is. I didn't either. Okay. So I thought, I better look that up. It is a type of wood that is in the conifer family. Okay. Its closest relative is alder. But it's plentiful in the southern hemisphere, so the cats at Samic Music in Indonesia can get tons of it. Okay. Little bit of controversy in the guitar cork sniffing community. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. It's not a proper tone wood. Sure. I think Ed and I are on the same page here. Once you get done having your favorite pickups in a guitar and going through a chain of your favorite pedals, who gives a shit what the wood is? You are getting dangerously close to Ed territory here. Here I am playing this Agathis guitar. Yeah. Do I like it? Not particularly, just on principle. But <laughs> the way it plays? Yeah, man, it sounds fine. You said it's heavy. Yeah, it's heavier than normal. But all the cutaways are nice and comfortable. The action is great. And the Seymour Duncan humbuckers, nothing to sneeze at. Since these butt rock Paul Stanley style guitars that Silvertone was doing, yeah. they have changed direction in a way that I think is kind of interesting. In 2013, a good number of years after they ended their relationship with Mr. Paul Stanley, they decided to go full-on vintage reissue. Oh, yeah. I just looked it up. Those are cool. They have decided to go back to models like the Jupiter that was originally manufactured by Harmony. Not only did they make their guitars vintage and retro and old-looking, they also made their webpage terrible web 1.0. What the hell with this? <laughs> I'm not sure if this was an aesthetic decision or just like pay this guy 80 bucks to make us a website. But the vintage guitars them. are pretty cool. Yeah, they are. I see the one you're holding yeah. and it looks like a dude in Kiss should be playing that guitar. I think getting away from the kissy Paul Stanley butt rocky stuff yeah. and back to the kind of guitars that probably everybody on the planet is familiar with, mm -hmm. is a good move. It seems like it. Those guitars are $399. Oh, we should get a Jupiter. Segway here. Yes. We don't do it a ton, but every once in a while, one of these cheaper guitars comes out and we're just like, oh, let's just buy one and we'll do it on the show. We did that with the Offset Telecaster. The Squire. Yep. Paranormal yep. series offset Telecaster. Yesterday at the garage sale day, John was there and we started talking to a friend of John's and his daughter was there. And the guy was like, yeah, we're just kind of looking for a guitar. She wants a kind of intro electric. And I'm like, I think I got a deal for you. So they came by afterwards and picked up the guitar, you know, feeding the punk rock, the youth. The high gain, passing it on. Exactly. So if we bought a reissue Silvertone. I don't know how long it would live with Team High Gain. Great. What's that website, Ed? Silvertoneclassic.com. They're pretty cool. Go yeah. to silvertoneclassic.com. Yeah, check it out. Look at some pictures. Yeah. And when you're done? Yeah. You want to look at more pictures of what we're up to? Oh, John and Ed. Instagram is always there for oh, you. Oh my gosh. I'm not going to promise anything. Mm -hmm. Maybe Ed posts a picture of some juicing materials. Oh, maybe. I've probably done a few juicing stories. Ooh, juicing stories. Yeah. There's going to be a one-man juicing play I think Ed is working on. Sure. More of a monologue. I posted a picture of my new guitar. Yeah, that's great. Or go to Facebook. Yeah. Or go to our Prime site, thehiking.com. Yep. All the stuff. Yeah. Go to recoveryeffects.com. Recoveryeffects.com if you want to see more pictures of the pedal you're going to buy. Yep. Thunder Road. Guitars.com. Yep. I think we did a great job. I love that guitar, John. I would totally buy this thing. All right, then. Bye. <laughs>